Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to A Living Color Abroad. I'm your host, Angel Rodriguez. And on this episode, you'll be listening to Ashley, who has lived abroad in Portugal. Now, Ashley discusses what it was like to live and study abroad in Portugal for the few months that she was there, what it was like dealing with the pandemic. She talks about why she was worried to tell her family that she was moving abroad. And finally, she discusses why she's ready to now go live abroad after studying abroad. Hope you enjoy. This is A Living Color Abroad. All right, Ashley, welcome to A Living Color Abroad. How you doing? Just a bit cold, freezing, getting prepared for this snowstorm. I got a really good welcome back to New York City. Just hit me with a snowstorm. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't miss those. I mean, I only miss those snowstorms because I'm a teacher, so I only miss them when it came to school, snow days. But oh. here, snow days do not exist in Costa Rica, unfortunately. So there's never a day that we would have to they would have to go to work. Oh, uh, but yeah, yeah. so. <laughs> How is Costa Rica right now? Costa Rica, as far as like just what the pandemic or in general. In general, how oh, it's going? great! It's great! It's going great for me. Yeah, but, but this is about you. It's not about me. Now, joking. <laughs> you know, I, it's just, um, I've always wanted to go to Costa Rica, so I thought, hmm, I wonder how. No, Costa Rica. Listen, I, anyone listening, and to you, everyone's welcome here. I mean, literally, they're they're letting anyone in, so <laughs> they're not they're not too uh, uh, stringent as far as who comes into the country. Um, you don't even. Right. I don't think you need to provide a negative COVID test. So, um, yeah, but yeah. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying to get that tourism back up, but um, I could be wrong. But as as far as I know, no negative tests are required. Um, but yeah. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So, all right, Ashley, let's get right to it. Please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay, so um, I'm from the beautiful island Jamaica. <laughs> I moved to the U.S. when I was 15. I lived in Brooklyn. I went to high school. Then I went to City College in Harlem. I have a bachelor's in biology and psychology. Um, I worked as a paraprofessional during my college years. Um, I worked mostly with autistic children. And right now, I made a career switch. I'm trying to venture off into tech. And yeah, I mean... That's all I have right now. I mean, now first of all, so amazing things you've mentioned. One, you 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 are you grew up in Brooklyn. Where in Brooklyn? Canarsie. Canarsie, deep in Brooklyn. So I'm from yeah. Brooklyn as well, but I'm from the Cypress Hills slash East New York area of Brooklyn, like by the A train and the J train, um, like off of Crescent. You know Crescent Street off the J train? You have to know the J train. I know the J train. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so cool. You're from the Caribbean. Uh, I was a bo- my parents from the Dominican Republic, but I was born in New York City. So I feel those island vibes. So represent those island vibes. That's what's up. That's what's up. And you went to oh, CUNY. Wait. And you went to CUNY. I went to your college, another CUNY. So representing really? CUNY out here. That's what's up. <laughs> wow, a lot in common. Yeah, that's really dope. That's really dope. That's really dope. Yeah. All right. So you are currently in New York. Why? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I didn't want to come back, honestly, but um, the pandemic was getting worse in Portugal, so I figured it would be just to be back with family. 
Okay, so it was because the situation is getting worse in Portugal. So we'll get to yeah. that later as far as pandemic in Portugal is concerned. So let's take me to the beginning of this idea. By the way, how old are you? I'm 25. Okay, you're 25. Just, like, in October. Oh, happy birthday. Happy, happy belated birthday. It's a while back, but you know. <laughs> but yeah, so, so at what moment in your life did you decide, I'm going to Portugal? How did that happen? Oh my gosh, it's a long story, so I hope you're ready for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm all ears. Go ahead, give it to me. <laughs> um, I guess I want to start off by saying, you know, I come from a family that doesn't really value the passion for traveling and exploring new cities. You know, it was always go to school and go to work, and that's it. And I did all that throughout college. Like, I, I went to school full-time, I worked full-time, and after I graduated, I, I honestly felt like, uh, I had nothing. I had two degrees, but in terms of experiences and growth as a person, you know, it, it just wasn't there. And studying abroad was something I always wanted to do, but didn't get to because I was always working and I was always in school. So when I graduated, um, I felt so disappointed because I didn't get to experience all the things that come with college, like clubs and sports and study abroad mm -hmm. and so on. That coupled with the pandemic and feeling lost and, um, you know, losing that drive I had to succeed, um, all that made me decide, all right, it was time for like a big change in my life. So I told you I did a, I wanted to do a career transition venture off into tech. Okay. I had the opportunity to do a boot camp in Portugal. And when that opportunity came around, you know, for me, I've never been far away from family for so long. But I was like, I really need to go. I need to leave. So that's how that happened. So how did the opportunity come about, though? How did you find this opportunity? I looked online. Um, it's in uh, UX design. And um, I was doing a bit of research on how I could venture off into it. Much of the programs in New York are remote. And I wanted to do something in person and Portugal at the time you know with the pandemic going on um they were one of the countries where everything was still open and mm. um you still could go into school and work and all of that so that was another reason why I decided to leave and go to Lisbon because I wanted to do an in-person program I really didn't want to do remote learning got it got it so let's talk about this thing you mentioned uh being lost and I think that's a very interesting thing to yeah. say because a lot of people i think this is common not for moving abroad i'm thinking like traveling people that are either bored or they feel like i gotta yeah. see the world they feel right lost but you took it a a, a, a next step by moving right by deciding you, you yeah. got, you're gonna do this program so take us through that why why do you think you felt lost because i personally felt complacent um i didn't, I, I wouldn't use the word lost for myself but i didn't feel complacent in my life uh, yeah. with my job and just with like my overall trajectory and yeah. that's why I, I, like you, I explored the opportunity of moving abroad. So tell me, take, take me through that, why you felt lost. What was the reason for that? Yeah, um, all my life I wanted to become a doctor. <laughs> okay. And I think the, the changing point for me, I guess, was after college. I wasn't sure I wanted to do that anymore. And for me, it was very difficult because for someone who had her whole, her whole life planned out, you know, by 18, I want to do this. By 21, mm. I want to be this. By yeah. 25, I need to have this. At that point, you know, 
I didn't know anymore what my plan was, what my future was. And um, yeah, that's why I felt kind of lost. And, and it was a very difficult time for me. You know, um, I was scared. Hmm. Uh, my family was scared. Um, and I was complacent. Hmm. And, and so about your family, because like you, my parents are also very not, they would just travel back to the Dominican Republic and back to New York. Those that's <laughs> That was it, travel. They didn't say, I want to see the world. They're like, no, we're going to go visit our family. We're going to go back to New York. And that's all we're going to do as far as traveling is concerned. Sometimes I feel like that's a Caribbean thing. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a Caribbean thing. <laughs> and I, but I also my think... Family it, is the same thing. They're like... <laughs> Oh, no, we just want to go back to Jamaica. And I'm like, okay, but, you know, there's other places, too. And I'm like, no, I'll just go back to my yard. <laughs> yeah, but I also think it's, I think it's a Caribbean thing for sure. I also think it's like an immigrant thing. I do yeah, think there's this, this is, you know, this old-fashioned, I don't want to call it old-fashioned, more practicality. Like, I don't know about your parents, but my parents and most people that come from these developing nations and in the Caribbean, they move to mm-hmm. the United States for, for right, for opportunity, right? So yeah, those yeah. are practical reasons for, for moving abroad. They wouldn't say, I'm feeling lost, all right? Or I'm feeling complacent. Yeah. So it's interesting how we have these reasons now, our generation, mm-hmm. for moving abroad, right? We, we, these like kind of <laughs> almost philosophical things, right? Of like find, yeah. finding our purpose where them, it was practical. All right, I need money. Where can I get money? Okay, let me go to the United yeah. States. There's where I'm going to make some money and then go back to where I came from, right? And that's another thing a lot of, a lot of people do. They're like, all right, I'm going to go make money and I'm going to go back to my home, right? Which is Jamaica, Dominican Republic, wherever else, right? So I think yeah. it's just so interesting that 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 difference in in why, the why, right? Our whys are very different, but still the, the, yeah. the yearning for moving to another place whether it's opportunity or just finding yourself, it's still there. So I think that's, that's very, yeah, very I'm, interesting. I'm happy you, you touched on that too, honestly, because for a while I kind of had a bit of resentment for my parents because it was almost like, you know, why couldn't they understand how I was feeling? Mm. You know, I'm I'm only 20-something. I don't need to have everything figured out all the time. But I realize now that, it was because all the decisions that they made was practical, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes I even felt a bit guilty, <laughs> yeah. but I learned that, you know, I don't have to feel guilty. I shouldn't feel guilty for feeling this way. Mm-hmm. You know, people are 30 years old and they still don't know what they want to do. Exactly right. No, I, I just think it's one of those, it, you're, you're 100% right. I felt, I also felt guilty. There's times where I still feel guilty. And I've been <laughs> abroad for about two years now, you know, it, it, it doesn't leave me because I think it's, you know, they're concerned about you, but then, you know, they, whether through no fault of their own, right, just because their yeah. own experience and their own, the way they live their lives, it's hard for them to to empathize or even understand why you did that. And it takes them a while to come around. Sometimes they come around, sometimes mm-hmm. they don't. And you kind of just, you know, those are your parents. You can't change them, right? <laughs> you just got to take yeah. them. And, and that, that's honestly, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's the biggest thing people ask me. And especially people that are like either <laughs> have Caribbean roots or Latinos or black. It's like, how do you tell you know, your parents are moving abroad. How do you bring, yeah. bring up that conversation? <laughs> and my advice is, you just tell them you're going. <laughs> it's not. Oh my God. Because if you ask them, most of the times they're going to be like, you ain't going nowhere. So <laughs> you're not going anywhere. <laughs> exactly, right. So it's just... It's it just me yeah. a while to, to get the courage to, to tell them, like, listen, there's this opportunity abroad. Uh, I think I'm going to go. <laughs> 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 Tiptoeing around it, like, yeah, so I think i'm gonna go but i'm not sure yet but 
but it, it was also hard because it's like, yeah, I, I want your opinion, of but course. not your permission. Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> like, uh... And that's the other thing, right? I think parents, parents want to feel, um, I'm a little bit older, I'm 30, but I think parents want to feel that their, their opinion matters because it should, right? Like what they think should matter, they have more experience than us. And they're our parents, right? They're the, they're the ones that to give us the wisdom, right? So I think if we take that away from them, they feel hurt by that. Um, and, the, you know, they're like, oh, you don't care what I, what I think, right? But at the yeah. same time, like you said, we have to live our lives. Like, we're grateful. You know, I hope the major- every human being on earth that has parents is are grateful for what their parents have done for them, right? And you can yeah. never repay that back. But at the same time, you have to show them that, okay, now it's time. Like, you raised me. I appreciate that very much. Now I need to, because of the way you raised me, because I'm you, you, you allowed me to, you know, you know, be well fed, right? Provided me a home. Now I want to, I want to explore the world. Now I got, I gotta spread my wings a little bit. You know, let me, let me, let me live, let me live. <laughs> yeah. Of all that, also, you know, you, you have to add that razzle dazzle and, and say, you know, when I come back, I'll be this amazing person, <laughs> and I, I'll have all these great opportunities. <laughs> right, 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 right. Exactly. And then also, I don't know if, if in your case, but I know now my parents they they say it with pride, like, oh yeah, he's living abroad. He's living, he's you know, he's crazy, but he's living abroad. He's living his life. And I'm sure your parents. At some point, when they talk to any fan, they're like, oh, yeah, she's in Portugal doing this and that. So before you know it, they're proud, even though they miss you a ton (laughs) and they miss us, but they're still proud at the end of the day. But all right. They brag about it. Yeah, they'll brag about it. They brag about it. She's in Portugal. She's doing so well. Oh, my God. (laughs) And that's all all they want is to be proud of their kids, right? So shout out to all the parents out there that that are dealing with kids that are living abroad. But all right, all right, let's let's keep it moving a little bit. Nice little segment on parents, so I like that. Um, okay, so you decided to go to Portugal. Um, and where in Portugal did you go? I went to Lisbon. The capital of Portugal. Okay. So yes. I know nothing about Portugal. I've never been. Huh? The, the only place in Europe that I've been to is Italy and Spain. So what did you, what did you know about Portugal before you left? Um, before I left. So the thing is, I, I actually went to Portugal... Um, I went there in October, but I've been there before in February, but I've only been there for like a day. Mm. It was a, a connecting flight. Got it, got While it. There, just the vibe of the city was amazing. I, I loved it. The people were nice. Um, before I went there, though, I knew that it was one of the safest countries in the world, and I knew that it was very multicultural. And I, I think those two were the, the big things for me as a solo traveler, because like I said, I've never like... I've never went, I've never been away from family for that long. And I've never traveled by myself for that long either. Mm. And I, I don't want to go to a country where I would feel extremely out of place. And I wanted to make sure that I would feel safe. Got it, got it. That makes sense. Okay, so safety was a huge concern. I was a, was a factor as well as multicultural yeah. um, place. Cool, cool. <laughs> oh, yes, I forgot to tell you, actually. What um, was up? there's there was this girl in my program and i flew with her and we were roommates there so i I wasn't in lisbon completely by myself like i I had a roommate with me oh okay that's super important so did that that make you feel more way more secure about like how your time was gonna be and it definitely helped my parents too because i mean when i when i told them yeah i'll have a roommate while i'm there they were like oh okay (sighs) yeah what a relief right versus going by yourself Yeah, so um, my roommate, I met her in the program. 
um, my program had a Slack channel and she had put out that she was looking for roommates. So for me, I thought, okay, well, do I want to move to a foreign country by myself or do I want someone by my side where I could feel a little bit more secure? Um, so we did a Zoom chat, you know, we spoke about our budget, we spoke about our life and everything, and I found that she was a great fit. So um, then we started looking for apartments together, and I'm scared to fly. I Me I too. Oh my goodness, I hate flying. <laughs> <laughs> I hate flying so much. Oh. I, I cry on flights. I can't do it. I'm just, I'm oh, not wow. cut off. Which is interesting because I love traveling. Same. <laughs> And everywhere that I need to go, I need to get there by a flight. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, we cannot teleport yet, Ashley. That has not been yeah. a <laughs> <laughs> So um, I had actually asked her, I said, um, "Do you can we sync up and take the same flight to Lisbon? And she was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. So we flew to Lisbon together. Nice. Oh, my God, that definitely makes a huge difference. Flying with somebody that you know, because not yeah. to get too morbid. You don't want to die alone on a plane. Like, if, if you're going to die on a plane, you, you, you better die with somebody that you know, right? You don't want to die by yourself with a stranger. Now, again, that's, like, morbid. And this is not, this is the likelihood of that happening is, like, so low. But I'm saying, that's my fear, honestly. When I'm on a plane, I'm like, I do not. If this is the plane that goes down, I do not want to die, die by myself. So, oh, my God. I didn't think of that. Okay. So, I didn't, I didn't mean Okay. So, okay I, I, don't think about that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I brought that up. Okay, sorry. <laughs> don't think about that. No, no, no. It's gonna be okay. Uh, safest, safest yeah. travel in the, in, on planet Earth is is Always. are still airplanes. Still airplanes, most Always. safest way to travel. All right. <laughs> so. Yeah, we we flew over together, um, and then we went to our amazing apartment, and yeah, we're lifelong friends now. Oh, really? That's awesome. And where where is she from? She's from Denver. She's from Denver. Okay, okay, okay. All right, yeah. so let's talk about let's talk a little a little bit about the obvious, okay? So you are going to what I assume, right, is a predominantly European, white European country, Portugal. Why am I wrong to say that? You are very right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and your roommate was she was she white or she was black? She was white. Okay, she was yeah, white. She was white. So did you have? Yeah, like, go ahead. I was like the only black person in my program. Yeah. And how that, so like, let's I talk about I that. I don't, I don't remember seeing any other black person. <laughs> wow. Okay. And this is why this podcast is important. So people know, okay, Ashley's in Portugal. <laughs> but no. All right. So I, all right. So you're, you're the only black person in this program. Yeah. When you like, obviously for people, people of color, black and brown people, when you go to spaces that are predominantly white, when they mm-hmm. when they enter, at least for me, I can't speak for everybody, right? That's a black, but yeah. for me, when I enter predominantly white spaces, it is definitely kind of like this imposter syndrome in a way of like, do I belong here? Because clearly, no one else looks like yeah. me. So why am mm-hmm. I here, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it, so did you feel that way when you arrived? Yeah. Um. So I got imposter syndrome. I think on both levels. One because I'm venturing off into tech, mm. and there are not a lot of black people in tech. And two because I am the only black person in my program. Mm. So I think I got it. I got a double whammy, as you would say. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a double whammy. Wow. 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 <laughs> okay. So how and how did you navigate that? I think just being confident in myself I guess I mean it's easier said than done obviously but I've been in the position before because I did biology in school 
and um, there aren't a lot of black people in the sciences either. Mm. So I think from what I've learned in college and just transferring that over into tech, I think um, was how I was best able to cope with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. All right, and let's talk about now the obvious, which is a language barrier. So oh, you're yeah. <laughs> honestly, you know, to be honestly, <laughs> I don't think there's much of a a language barrier in Portugal. Oh, okay. I feel, yeah, because I, I feel like a lot of the people they speak English or they have you know basic knowledge of English. So going around, I really didn't have that much of a hard time. Oh, okay. So that was a misconception that I had. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no. And it is true that, you know, in any European country, there would be a language barrier. But for the major cities, I think, like Germany or like uh, Spain and Portugal, mm-hmm. I didn't find much of a, a, a language barrier. Got it, got it. Um, yeah. Interesting, interesting. So, so I mean, I guess that's, 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 that's a good thing and a bad thing because... If there's no language barrier, that means you're speaking the language that you know, which is English, but yet you're not immersing yourself in learning another language, right? Yes, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I did try, try though. So um, (laughs) I actually, I registered for um, Portuguese lessons. Um, So, and I guess that would be one of my advice to people. Like if you go to a foreign country, definitely try to speak or learn the language that they speak there. Mm. Um, yeah, I did register for Portuguese lessons, and it was going great. Um, but then we had to stop because of the the cases, and Portugal started rising, so we okay. had to switch person to remote. Um, but how, yeah, how much did you learn? Do you feel like if you were for like a percentage like zero percent, knowing not a, one word in Portuguese, so hundred percent you're completely fluent? Where would you be? Um, I'm I'm definitely not fluent, uh, but I do know one and two words. One or two words? How many lessons do you take? <laughs> Wait, do you really only know one or two words? Or are you... <laughs> You're judging me. Don't I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, you say, I'm like, oh, she took lessons. Okay. I'm assuming it was mo- multiple lessons. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, my Portuguese friends didn't help either because they just wanted to speak English all uh, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's honest. And I'm, but <laughs> I, didn't, I mean, I, I didn't mean to tease you, but... <laughs> no, but that, that that is a thing that happens, right? When you move to a country where you don't speak the language is that they, they're also intrigued by you, right? Because yeah. you, here you are speaking a language that they don't get probably speak as much as they would like to. So you're bringing yeah. your culture, and yet, but yet you're trying to get their culture, and they're like, no, 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 we need to learn English. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's exactly what happened, because they're always like, you know, if, if my English is bad, just tell me, correct me, I want you to correct me. <laughs> but it worked out better for them, because their English is much better than my Portuguese, so, you know. <laughs> All right, so what are the one or two words you know in Portuguese? Let's hear them. What's the, what, what's the, what are they? Um, bomb. And the, uh, wait, wait. Which means oh, I think <laughs> I thought you said like like a bum. I'm like, what? No, no, bum. Okay, okay. I'm like, why would you learn how to say bum? Are there a lot of homeless people in Portugal? I'm confused. <laughs> no, bum, bum, dia. That's how you say it. Oh, okay, got it, got it, bum. 
Yeah, I can say one sentence. Are you okay, ready let's it? hear it. Let's hear it. Give, give it to our listeners. Here we go. Portuguese, go. Okay. Meu português não é bom, mas procuro. Okay. Yeah. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I, I, let me try to guess. I, I do speak Spanish. Right? It sounds a little, not very, but a little. Say it one more time. Meu português não é bom, mas procuro. Okay, now your Portuguese is worse? No. Whoa. I said my Portuguese is bad, but I try. Oh. <laughs> All right, hold on. Wait, what, what does the word now, what, what was that now word? That sounded just like an English word. What, what is that word? Now, now is no or, or not. Oh, okay. Now is no. I'm like, did she just throw an English word in there because she did not say Portuguese? Okay, okay. Uh, is not all that, all right? No, 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 I'm joking. This was, this was great. <laughs> See, this is why, for anyone listening to my podcast as a regular listener, this is why I usually do not uh, have notes with me when I interview people. Because I just let the conversation flow, and I want people to feel like I'm just we're having a real-ass conversation. And as you see, this is what's happening. <laughs> oh, man. this is. I, I hope you enjoy this as much as I am, Ashley, because I'm having a blast. <laughs> For your listeners, I mean, yeah, my Portuguese is not that awesome. So, thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, if, so basically, the lesson there is try to learn some Portuguese, and if you, if you take lessons and you take multiple lessons, you should learn more than two words, right? That's 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 what you would say, Ashley. Yes, for sure. <laughs> all right, all right. So, all right, language, but language barrier is not is not really a thing in Portugal. Cool. Okay, let's talk. So, let's talk about COVID because I, I I don't know anything about COVID around the world really besides the United States. Mm-hmm. And here yeah. in Costa Rica, where I'm living, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that's probably most people that you know, you, you're it's so consuming the COVID news that you're not going to worry about, huh? What's happening in Portugal? <laughs> or I wonder how Europe's going. <laughs> you're probably thinking about how is my city doing, and you know, wherever else you know you have family. <laughs> so yeah. inform us I what's going on. What? Go ahead. You, uh, so when I was in Portugal. Um, my parents would ask me, oh, did you hear what's happening here? And I, I would always be like, no, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> and they would get upset. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm not checking on the U.S. news all the time. Yeah, you worry about what the hell is going on where you live. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about Portugal. What, 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 how was the, so the cases were, they were okay, right? When you arrived, right? In October? Yeah, they were, they were completely fine when I arrived. Um, I think I got lucky too, because now my program is actually, they switched to remote for the next cohort. Mm-hmm. So my cohort was lucky because when we got there, everything was fine. The cases were low. Um, it wasn't until I would say mid November that the cases started going up again. And we had a curfew. So this curfew was from on weekdays, 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. No one's allowed to be on the streets. Mm-hmm. Everyone should be home. Mm-hmm. And on weekends, um, curfew started at 1 p.m. So everything that you needed to do, what? you had to do it for, yeah, 1 p.m. Whoa. I thought that was stupid. Because all they did really was people just... They concentrated more people to do things between. Of course, you're so right. Yeah. Oh my god, that's such a dumb rule. It was stupid. So it's the curfew started 1 p.m. all the way through to 5 a.m. the next day um, that's, on weekend. Wow, that's yeah. bananas. I know. I know. <laughs> all right. So now, and, and what's the situation right now? I know you're not there currently, but what's the situation right yeah. now in Portugal with COVID? 
Um, currently, and it started two weeks before I left, they're on full lockdown now. They're on full lockdown in Portugal? Full lockdown. Uh, nothing's open. The stores are closed. Restaurants are closed. They're only open for takeouts. Everything is on lockdown. Wow. Because, like, Basically like square one yeah. in most places, like in the U.S. Yeah, with, wow. I know, but it's because, it's because of the holidays. So um, they had, they lifted the lockdown, the curfew rules for Christmas and um, for New Year's. So I think it was because of that where the cases just skyrocketed. What are, are they just doing all the opposite things they should be doing? Uh, oh, New Year's, oh, actually, let's have you guys have fun and gather in New Year's like normal yeah. oh my god it's moronic yeah, I know in some cities they didn't lift it completely mm-hmm. but I know that for for the holidays they definitely did um, release some of those restrictions so that people could go see family and travel around and stuff got it got it got it so so alright so now let's get into alright so you're obviously experiencing Portugal unfortunately d- during a pandemic and you know lockdowns and, and whatnot. so what places did you get to see that you were like, the people tell you, hey, uh, Ashley, you got to go see this. This is what we're known for. What were some of those things? Um, probably the first place I visited was um, Praça do Comercio. Uh, it's like a tourist central. It's it's a huge square. Um, they have a line of restaurants. It's right by the the pier. Is it the pier? It's right by the river. All right, so that one, what, what other places? One, um, Castello de São George, which is St. George's Castle. Um, you could see it anywhere in Lisbon. It's right, it's perched right on the hill. It's like a, it served as a fort. Um, and if you go, I also knew about Belém. There's this, I don't remember the name of it, but I think it's, uh, it's a pastry shop that is known for, um, Pastel Donatas, like they have the best pastel donatas there. What's the pa- I don't even know what that what that is. What is that? Pastel Donata. Pastel Donata. What yeah. is what, what kind of I don't what is that? So it's like it's like a it's a custard. So it, a custard an egg custard pastry. Okay. What we how, so let's talk about the people now, right? Because you said the safest yeah. country and all this and all this stuff. How we uh-huh. describe Portuguese people. Um, some of the nicest people I've ever met. They're mm. really nice and they're really chill. Um, I feel like it's kind of similar to how I feel in Jamaica. Mm. You know, like I said, yeah, Jamaicans are very warm and very welcoming. And that's exactly how I felt when I was in Portugal. Like if I was lost, if I needed help with something, people were always nice and spoke English, like I said, because there was no language barrier. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and people just always helped me. They were always nice. Um, I never felt a bad vibe I, at all there. That's so, I mean, first of all, it's great to hear because, of course, yeah. as we as we referenced earlier, you mm-hmm. are probably, you know, you probably stick out like a sore thumb because you're in a predominantly yeah. white European country. And then mm-hmm. they see this this black woman on the street. Do you, did, yeah. do you ever feel like... You know, like, like, do you feel like the the elephant in the room, for lack of a better term? You know, like people are looking at me because yeah. they've never seen a black person before. Or they might not see many. <laughs> not honestly, not in Lisbon, mm. because like I said, Lisbon is very multicultural. So, um, I would see multiple colored people all over, um, whether they're from like Brazil or um, Cape Verde or from Angola. Okay, so there is like yeah. there's like an influx of like people from African immigrants in Portugal as yeah. well, right? Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. All 
All right, so yeah. the, so you're not like the only one. <laughs> so there, there, is a, there are other people but, of color but, living. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. But that's in Lisbon. If Got you it. go to um, other cities, like, for example, Porto, you know, northern cities, mm-hmm. then you would feel like the elephant in the room. Ah. Most, yeah. Okay, makes sense, makes sense. All right, so now let's get to the final segment of the podcast. The lightning round questions, if you could. Oh, God, I'm not good at these things. <laughs> it's all right. You'll be okay. Um, what is your favorite city in Portugal? Lisbon. Um, what is your least favorite place you visited in Portugal? Uh, probably Porto. Why is that? Because they had... <laughs> This will sound corny, but I, they had so many seagulls there. And <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm assuming this is a coastal city. <laughs> yeah, it's a coastal city. Yeah, Porto's coastal. And, you know, everyone loves Porto, but I didn't like it much because of the seagulls. There's so many birds, and I don't like birds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. You don't like planes. You don't like birds. I, I get the connections here. <laughs> Things that fly scare Ashley people. <laughs> All right, uh, but still, I would still go back to Porto. You know, just because it was my least favorite doesn't mean that it wasn't amazing. Still, got it, got still it, got it. <laughs> Okay, um, what is your favorite Portuguese dish? Oh my God! Thank you for that question. I'm happy to. Ask that. So they have um, this dish called bacalao. It's actually codfish. Oh, so I know the- bacalao. They eat that in Port- yes. They eat that in Portugal. Yes, yes, they have it everywhere in Portugal. <laughs> Wait, do you do, do Jamaican be do Jamaicans eat bacalao? Yes, we do. Oh I, my god, Dominicans eat that too. How crazy is yes, that? I was gonna get to that. I swear, <laughs> I was gonna get to that. So in Jamaica, we don't call it bacalao, of course, and we don't call it codfish. We call it salt fish. So the oh, first time I had, oh wow, yeah, yeah. So the first time I had it, I was like, whoa, whoa, this is salt fish. <laughs> <laughs> That is so cool. Why wow, you, yes, yes. you just sent me for a loop right there. I'm like, wait, bacalao. I know that word. <laughs> Holy hell. So I definitely got to go to Portugal. That, did I use that word in DR too? I mean, say it again. How, how do you pronounce it in Portuguese? Bacalao. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a little there, but it's bacalao in, the, in Spanish. Bacalao. Uh, so it sounds very similar without that, you know. Also, the, my Portuguese isn't that great. So, you know, maybe I'm... I mean, I'm sure it sounds... It's, uh, Portuguese sounds like a weird Spanish to me. So I'm sure you said it yeah. correctly. But yeah, so in Spanish, is bacalao. And but that's yeah. so... And I love bacalao. I love seafood. So that's so awesome that they have that. All right, cool, yeah. cool, cool. What is your favorite... Is there like a Portuguese saying that they say over there that is like a favorite of yours? It's like... Uh, uh, I have to think about it. I know, uh, I know you didn't know two words, but maybe you could... <laughs> Oh yeah, I. It's not a saying, but um, it is a word. It's sodaji, I think. And what does that mean? It means longing or missing. Ah, sodaji. That yeah. sounds that sounds nice. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's <laughs> a favorite Portuguese word, I think. All right, sodaji, sodaji. Missing and longing, and um, I my Airbnb host, she said, when I'm back in New York, I'm gonna have sodaji, meaning I'm gonna miss Lisbon a lot, and I do. She was completely right. Mm, yeah. mm. Um, I I forgot to ask. So when are you like when are you going back? I don't know yet. Are you still in the program? No, the program finished. Oh, okay. The program. Um, it, was, it was only. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I think I should have said that earlier. So it was only. 
it was only a, a three-month program. It was only a three-month program. Um, and for me, I think I just wanted to take baby steps. Like, if I really wanted to live abroad, mm. I have to make sure that it's something I can actually handle. So moving to Portugal was more than just, you know, me wanting to study and live abroad. It, it was to see if I could actually mm. do something like be far away from family and be okay with it got it got it got it i, yeah. I, th- I think that context is important right because when it's, well, obviously when you study abroad you know you're going home at one point right mm-hmm. whether it's covid or not covid like all right the program ends i gotta go so yeah. i i guess we can end it here though i think this is, this is a great question to ask you from your perspective from studying abroad versus those that yeah. you know all right they're living indefinitely in portugal or anywhere else in the world um <laughs> what would you say it would take for you to take the next leap. So you know you studied abroad. What would it take from you personally inside of you for you to feel, you know what? Now I can go live abroad. I don't think I need to tell myself anything anymore. Um, it was always just like a fear type of thing. Like me wanting to take this leap to do something like this. And now that I've gotten my feet wet, now that I'm already past it, I think I could just get up and go if I had a job and the money to do so. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty simple. That's pretty yeah. straightforward. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I'm serious. You know, yeah. um, for me, I think like it's always important to, you know, explore areas beyond what you're used to. Like that's how you learn new ideas and, and how you can see the world in a different light. So for me personally, I would just get up and, and go like, I'm going to do this. Bye bye. hope you enjoyed that episode with Ashley. I most definitely did. What I took away from that episode is is her last segment there about how now she's ready just to up and go. I think it's such a crucial thing that traveling, you know, when you literally broaden your horizons, both figuratively and and literally, um, that you feel like you can do these things. Whether that is through traveling to different countries, solo traveling, and also studying abroad. Um, some people have just moved abroad without even trying to study abroad. Some people have moved abroad without traveling outside the country. <laughs> um, I, I think it is, you know, it's what works for you. And I'm glad that I, that I interviewed someone that studied abroad. And now she has this, you know, this confidence uh, that now that she has her, got her feet wet, that she can now make the next uh, step in moving abroad. So that I guess I guess that would be some advice, right, for anyone listening that has that's thinking about moving abroad, is that studying abroad might be an option, or you know if you're not willing, you know, to study, but maybe take a job part time abroad. There's a lot of people that work in hostels that they use that as an opportunity to live abroad for a few months and get to know a country, and through that they might decide to stay where they were working in a, in a hostel. So there's many avenues to get to live abroad. It's not just through becoming a teacher like I am. You know, that's obviously one avenue, but there's many others. So I'm glad that um, I was able to get her story on there. And also this idea about family, I think it's such a I don't think I discuss it enough. Honestly, it's crucial. Um, That looks different for different people, depending on your relationship with your family. And like she mentioned, her Caribbean roots, my Caribbean roots, that adds a little wrinkle to it (laughs) Um, as far as how your family feels about you moving abroad and then what that relationship looks like why you're abroad so i'm glad i got that i got that in there but yeah so anyway um next week 
<laughs> I laugh because, again, I don't know who I'm going to have on or what I'm going to do. Um, as you guys know already, I'm balancing a lot. Balancing work. Work's been going to this hybrid model has been a lot. I'm balancing grad school. And I'm balancing this podcast. And I'm balancing just, you know, living life. <laughs> so um, I don't know who I'm going to have on, what I'm going to do. But as you can see, I always promise you quality content quality shit <laughs> all right i always promise you good good shit so um so yeah <laughs> so we'll see what what i have up my sleeve for next week and as always if you like what you hear please leave a review on apple podcast subscribe on apple podcast follow me on spotify and any of your other favorite streaming platforms see you next week this is a living color abroad peace Thank you.